All right, so welcome to a special episode of uh, Because Movies. We're going to be doing a audio commentary track, our first one. Uh, this is Chris. I've got AJ here with me. What's up, y'all? Uh, and we're not starting just yet, if you're listening. Don't don't hit play just yet. But what we're doing is we're going to do an audio commentary for Freddy versus Jason, uh, the Titanic tussle between the slasher icons turned <laughs> Turned 20 years old. Uh, I guess it was like last month. I think it was in August. So maybe a couple months ago. Yeah. And since today that we're putting this up, it's going to be Friday the 13th. What better way to ring in an October Friday the 13th, the, the rare October Friday the 13th. Man, we uh, wait for it. So, yeah, we're going to get started here in just a second. Before we do, and we'll, we'll talk about a lot of different stuff, I'm sure, as we go through this. I've got my Slash of the Titans book here, which is oh, <laughs> kind of chronicles all the different scripts that were uh, never made it to production before they actually got this this uh, epic on screen i haven't actually read it yet so i'll just i might just kind of thumb through it and, and point out some stuff uh, okay. as we go along whenever we if hit you some, get uh, too deep into the weeds with that shit know that i have the executive decision powers to pull your ass back at any time no problem <laughs> there's i mean it's a whole ass book dude there's so many tried and failed and a lot of them are cool but we are here to enjoy and love the movie that exists because it is glorious and i'm just saying to anybody that's listening if you tuned in to hear some like takedown or we're just going to shit on it the whole time you've tuned into the wrong one i think i love it i'm gonna be loving it and defending it and i I don't think i'm gonna have to fight my boy here on it so we're good we're good you you, you've come to a love fest folks (laughs) exactly so let's let's jump in Uh, aj you want to give us a countdown and we'll uh get this bad boy started Let's go ahead and do it. Three, two, one. All right. So we we had talked about um, both of these franchises last year when we did our Because Movie series on the slasher remakes and, and the we original. Did. And none of the movies we talked about were this one. And we have to note how cool it is that that opening New Light tag has the new line piano and then also the Jason mm-hmm. yep. because it's just beautiful to hear them together. I just, I, I just feel the need to point that out guys. Isn't it wonderful? Let's celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, when was the first time you like got the idea or thought it was possible that there might be a Freddy versus Jason movie? I know the first for oh, me yeah. was the end of Jason goes to hell when uh, they had the Freddy glove come up and grab the mask or whatever. Yeah. When the, came and grabbed it out of the dirt or whatever at the very end. Um, and you hear him cackle, I think. Uh, I don't think I'd heard about it or thought anything of it before before that. But, mm-hmm. of course, when I saw it, I thought, oh, what a cool little tag. And never in a million years did I think they'd be able to figure out a way to actually do it. <laughs> yeah. And then I hear they start trying, you know, a million times. But I just thought it's doomed to never actually work out. Jason and Freddie in the same movie, how will they do it? And they mm-hmm. did it. <laughs> and they did a look at it and we get to see Freddie burn. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, clips here from, uh, I love that bloodshot. eye <laughs> look for, for Freddie. There's a lot of, uh, clips from the Freddie or from the nightmare on Elm street flicks here. Can you just name, like, I'm not asking you to do it, but. Oh, that's three all- right there. Yeah. That's Bradley Gregg's death. Um, that's from the first one. That is from four, I think. That's from two. <laughs> That's from one. 
Yeah, I, I can uh, recognize basically one two. and three, and that's pretty much because uh, those, those are the only ones I've seen multiple times. So yeah, yeah, they mostly stick to the first three in this whole section here. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of uh, specific shots from other ones, but most of it is from the first three, which are you know as we all know the best. <laughs> uh, I have seen some people recently saying that they think the fourth one. Uh, the Dream Master is actually the best movie, which is an interesting angle to take, I think. I don't yeah. know that I've ever heard anyone call it out like that, but hey, you know, <laughs> cool. cool. I, I've been thinking about watching the fourth one again this uh, this month because um, the fourth one was the first one I'd actually probably seen any of when I was a kid. I remember specifically on like Cinemax or HBO seeing the cockroach scene. We're about ready to see some boobies. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to be that guy. You know, there's I know not a lot in this, really as, as no. I remember. No, no, no. Uh, there's this, and then Catherine Isabel's body double. I think just very little, um, but they had to throw a little bit of it in there because right. it's a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Still, yeah, it's got you know, Freddy movies never really had a bunch of nudity, but you know, we know that all Jason. over. Yeah, Jason was getting all kinds of. Uh, he had to have reasons to kill <laughs> kids, and nudity seems to set him off. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I saw the Nightmare and Friday the Thirteenth movies from a kid, and it, it's nuts to think that even like the Dream Child is probably someone's favorite favorite Freddy movie. But you know, they're all cool in their own way. Um, even Freddy's Dead. You know, Freddy's Dead has like a cool idea and then two like bad ideas and then a cool idea and then like two bad ideas. The whole movie, it, it's like that, but it still has those cool ideas. And I'll watch it for that every once in a while. I think, I think we all should do it this, uh, this spooky season. <laughs> get, get back into at least a couple Freddy movies and a couple Jason movies. Uh, are you going to watch a Jason movie tomorrow or today when this drops? Um, this one may cover me. I don't know. <laughs> it depends. I've actually, um, Tomorrow I've got a couple of people coming over to hang out and, and watch some uh, horror movies. And I don't oh, know cool. if they're into the Friday the 13th movies or not. So it's my buddy and his son. The, they were on that episode. that w- They went to Chattanooga with me, and they were on that episode oh, with me. Nice, uh, nice. So I don't know if they're into uh, Jason or not. But I might, well, you can I'm always introduce them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I'm sure at some point this this month I'll probably get at least one of them, one more of them in. Cool. Um, well, enough to get out and away from all this bullshit. Uh, we can get back to the movie, but you, we will probably, my wife and I will probably watch some kind of Friday the 13th movie tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, again, like we said, it, it, we wait. You kind of have well, to. I mean, at Friday the 13th in October, we wait for yeah. one. Uh, and we so rarely, you know, so rarely get them. Um, this is pretty hardcore the way that Freddy decides to fuck with Jason and. Yeah. It's as clever, uh, you know, a way to get into it, uh, you know, a gimmick, if you will, to bring them together. You know, Freddie is, you know, as we've seen, is no longer the demon haunting, you know, Springfield. And <laughs> yeah, he's lost has his been power. For- yeah, he's been forgotten. So he's got to bring Jason back and he does all this shit. And I, the, the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, I was completely on board, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't give a shit that, you know, this lady came in for Betsy Palmer. You know, <laughs> She does a fine job. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. in it for all of, what, 30 seconds? Come on. 
this gives real strong uh, Jason Lives vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, I really like the uh, the beating heart effect there. And yeah. what do you think about? Uh, is it Ken Ken's uh, Kersinger? Ken Kersinger, yeah, the like giant fucking um, stuntman. Uh, I really like his Jason, and I know it's a point of contention among the fans because Kane is so beloved and was such a champion of the character, and and really wanted to do him and uh, Robert England really wanted to do this together, and uh, he didn't get a chance. It kind of sucked, but I think Kersinger does a good job. uh, You know, for the that's that's the the, um, type of Jason Ronnie you wanted. So. I mean, I if I had to guess, I would bet that Ronnie Yu was really open to Kane Hodder being Jason right up until the point that they were in a room together. <laughs> because I think in his head, Ronnie Yu saw Jason as being this big, imposing dude, like this tall, fucking giant right. bastard, you know? Yeah. And Kane is not not threatening. <laughs> he's in, he's yeah. imposing as hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he's not this giant fucker. He's not. It's just, that's not his body type. He's just not. And so I think the moment they were in the room together, Ronnie kind of went, oh, well, I kind of want something different. <laughs> and he's the director and it's up to him. And I think the way he went works good for this movie. I don't necessarily think it's fair to Kane. Yeah. But I think both things can be true at once. I think I, I like the Jason we get in this movie, and I like Ken Kersinger a lot. And he seems like a really cool guy. And he seems like he's kind of sheepish about the whole position he's in. Controversy. Yeah, he's like, you know, yeah, it kind of sucks, you know, because people are mad at me. <laughs> um, and and that does kind of blow, you know. <laughs> it's not his fault. Yeah. And he was asked to do a job, and he came in, and he did a kick-ass one. Um, I would like to talk about these kids because everyone likes to talk about. Let's figure out how these slasher movie kids stand <laughs> up. Uh-huh. Um, now I'm guessing these are more Freddy kids than Jason kids. I think I agree with you, just because like it's these are the, more Jason kids, the ones who just showed up. At the oh, door. I see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, I think the dirtbags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, I mean, and also the cannon fodder. Not that those don't exist in Freddy movies, but I think it's a whole different. You know, and obviously they are here to be Jason victims. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's interesting to try to figure out what represents what in this. You know, what is well, there's not really any like uh, the, the setting is um, Springwood. Is that the name of the town? Um, yeah, Springwood. I said Springfield before, but it, yeah, because I'm <laughs> fucking stupid and a bad fan. I already got called out for that by like five people. Um, but the setting yeah, the is an Atmoral slash- Street movie. So yes, it makes yes. And then they move kids. to Crystal Lake later. Yeah. But there aren't any new characters at that point. Like, there's there's no campers. There's no counselors or anything, except for like in flashbacks, I guess. But No. So yeah, you're completely right. I'm just thinking that the kids who show up kind of feel more like they belong in a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Um, although they could be, you know, I mean, the whole, you know, I guess he's supposed to be a likable dirtbag, but I always just thought Rod was a dirtbag. But, <laughs> you know, Rod from the first one, that kind of thing, um, where you know he's going to die. And mm. this dude is just, from the moment he shows up <laughs> and he's like, oh, come on, babe. You know I hate it when you smoke. <laughs> 
and coming up the whole I don't like to be touched on her. <laughs> She's practically in Kelly Rowland's lap. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm Can't just saying. Uh, no. What do you think about Monica Kina? I guess I I, Kina. I don't know that I'd seen it yet. Um, but the only other thing I really know her from is Undeclared. Um, yeah, pretty sure I saw yeah. Undeclared a few years later when when I when it was released on DVD and and I picked it up and I love that show. It's real. I haven't watched it in a while, but I love, uh, I, I watched it over and over, you know, in like 2007 or whenever I actually, that's got right. That DVD. I saw it when it aired and have not seen it since I did love it. I just haven't seen it since then, but since it was actually on Fox, <laughs> <laughs> um, she's in like a mid nineties snow white adaptation that, uh, Sigourney Weaver was in. Snow White, A Tale of Terror. I remember that. Um, yeah, that's Monica Kina, and she also has a small role in Orange County, the uh, Mike White okay. written Jack Black, Colin Hanks yeah. misadventure. Like, I love that movie. Um, anyway, yeah, I have not seen her in shit since then, like at all. Yeah, pretty much uh, since mid aughts. Yeah, I, I think she's fine in this. She's you know a good. Not she you know she's not Nancy Thompson, but none of the other girls, you know, not even Kristen. And I loved Kristen. You know, none of them were Nancy. Um, and maybe she's not Kristen, but she's cool. You know, and no, she's not Alice either. God, you know the 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 Nightmare Girls were pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you had Nancy, and you had uh, Alice, and you had Kristen. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I don't know the name of the girl from Part Two, but she's the redhead who looks kind of like Meryl Streep. Kim Myers, yeah. I think her real name Looks is. Looks a lot yeah. like Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool. She's, she pops up and stuff randomly here and there for the last 20 years. <laughs> oh, sorry, 40 years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 80s are now 40 years ago. And, nah, yeah, don't I, mention it. Let's <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, well, well, the reason I asked about the kids, you know, I always think about one of the reasons why I hear people complain about Halloween H2O, and I always think any complaint about that outside of the mask is like, why are you complaining? This is really one of the better ones. It's got to be. But some people are like, I just don't like the kids. And I didn't never understand that. The kids are very benign by slasher movie standards. They're not <laughs> like Adam Hanbird or whatever his name is. He's a little bit annoying and Jody Linnicky. But what do you think about Monica and Kelly and Catherine in this as like the main three? Do you find them to be cool slasher type movie kids or annoying type or like somewhere in between, like benign? <laughs> yeah, I don't have uh, a strong opinion, I guess, on them one way or the other. Um, Catherine Isabella is the like Isabel. Isabel, sorry, it's like the most uh, sympathetic. <laughs> you know, she's uh, got an asshole boyfriend, and uh, but look at up. this. Look at yeah. this. The meat, the meat coming through the underside of the bed. Mm-hmm. You know? And then this. Oh, man. But yeah, there's a couple of moments in this. I remember sitting in the theater and thinking, R-rated movies are back, baby. Because <laughs> they let it get away with some shit. Yeah, the uh, the the rave scene is the part that really stuck oh, yeah. out to me is being like... Pretty this. I mean, this is pretty extreme with the bed, yeah. but uh, there's some gnarliness. And you know, again, a few short years before this, you couldn't get down this way. 
You know, that was post Columbine. Yeah. You know, and they were cutting everything. Um, You know, even Scream, the first Scream Mm -hmm. got all kinds of, you know, chopped up. So this kind of thing was like very, very welcome. (laughs) What the fuck do you, I love that part. I think Catherine Isabella is great. Lachlan Monroe. Monroe. So he's another guy that I don't think I've seen since like the mid 2000s. Uh, <laughs> uh, he just showed up in Totally Killer. Uh, that back to oh, the really? Back to the Future slasher riff. He's the main character. Uh, he, he's her dad. Okay, that's cool. Because uh, I kind of like him. I, I saw him first in Dead Men on Campus. Uh, Dude. Literally just saw him again last weekend uh, in Needful Things. He was playing a cop in that, too. He looks all of <laughs> 21 years old. So when did Needful Things come out? That late 90s? 93 or 94. Oh, okay. Yeah, 93 or 94, which is great, by the way. Um, we'll talk about that on an upcoming episode when we can, because I want to <laughs> talk about that fucking movie. Sure. Um, but yeah, he showed up in that. He was... You know, and I had just seen him a couple of days. Like, no, like the day before, we had watched that new slasher movie, Totally Killer. He's he's got a real small small part in that, but he was really good. And then he shows up as a baby in fucking Needful Things, and I'm like, you know, what are the odds? And here he is in this. You yeah, know. The, I remember him really from uh, Dead, Dead Men on, on Campus. campus. Scary movies. <laughs> uh, he was in the scary movies, the first couple anyway. Uh, I know he was in the like, first one. Yeah, I don't like those movies, but... He I had the baby dick. Say again? He had the baby dick. <laughs> okay. I absolutely love how here it full-on goes into a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Mm-hmm. I really like... It seems like Ronnie Yu was like, ooh, cool, I get to do weird dream sequences and cool angles and you know this kind of shit and he really seemed to have fun with the dream and nightmare sequences i think Mm. the visual style of this is just killer i mean look at that shit what is that yeah (laughs) yeah this is not i mean this is not early cgi but it is we'll we'll get to some there's some pretty bad cgi later i don't even care (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I don't give a shit. But a lot of it, it, it works pretty well. And we're still in the 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 um the time where they're they were using both. There were still practical effects and CGI mixed in. There's, there's a lot of practical in this, and then there's a lot of practical that's augmented, and then there's stuff like the little Freddy worm that's straight up yeah. CG. And I'm sure that's going to be something you'll bitch about. And I'm telling you right now, I, I hear your complaints and dismiss them, my friend. I dismiss them all. Well, I, I mean, well, that's part of a dream sequence, so yeah. I can. I mean, know. but look at that. Yeah, that's gnarly. Look, I mean, that's clearly some practical, and then they like go in deeper for the cavity with CG. And look at that shit, dude. That's killer. <laughs> Another thing, I mean, you know, they go a little harder. That's a little girl with her eyes ripped out, just kind of like, hello, you know, bro. These movies, dude. I I think Ronnie, you did a great job with this. And I saw someone else recently like the movie's terribly dated, you know, early two thousands bullshit. And I'm like, ah, maybe it's because it was made then. Oh my god, are you guys gonna? <laughs> exactly. I mean, can we just not? Must we? <laughs> can we just focus on how cool the stuff that he's doing is? Because I think it is. 
you know, yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I've, I've never understood like this one and like the remake get a lot of like purists <laughs> uh, for these franchises, uh, the, the remakes, which I mean, the nightmare remakes pretty bad, but um, I mean, with this one, it's almost like an alternate universe thing, you know, before there was the multiverse, but this is, you know, this is a comic book thing. This is, you know, Freddie and Jason meet up and there's, uh, you know, and it's a crossover, right? But the Nightmare on Elm Street thing. Like Wolfman meets Frankenstein and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. So you can kind of rewrite the rules if you want a little bit, like you can come up with a new take on it, you know, like not piss on canon but kind of tweak it a little bit and Pierce getting mad about this I think it's like I just feel it should be given a little more leeway because of, of the realm in which it's operating whereas the remake is just shit <laughs> and it's okay to piss on that for me the nightmare remake yes yes I like the Friday remake yeah I think the nightmare remake is an abomination and a front to all things good but we're not here to do that. <laughs> we'll do that commentary are, maybe next time. No, we're not. We already did that. <laughs> you made me watch it again. I'm not doing it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> this I'll gladly watch. I love this shit. I think Tiffany and I watched this just a couple of months ago. <laughs> I think that's the reason we did rewatch it for uh, the, the recent anniversary that you mentioned. Otherwise, we would have done it again. <laughs> Uh, but you said you've seen it what a lot. I, I said I've definitely. I was going to say I definitely have seen this one more than any other nightmare uh, movie. I've probably seen um, Jason X or maybe even the remake of Friday the Thirteenth more than this. But uh, the nightmare movies, I've only seen most of those once, except for the I think one and three. So, I, but this one I've seen several times, um, and I've always loved this gag of. It's sitting here and then his head just pops off. It's Um, it's a great slasher gag. mm -hmm. You know, it always works if you if you just kind of execute it right. It's it's really not hard. And this is pretty cool. The the blood is a bit much, but I like it. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that. Weston Hills, which is I think where they are in part three of a nightmare. Mm, Okay. In Dream Warriors. Yeah. And I know that the uh, the drug they're taking is brought up. That's what Nancy's taking huh. in uh, Dream Warriors. Uh, Craig Wasson, the other therapist or psychiatrist, doctor, or whatever, um, he finds this uh, prescription she's got, and it's the hypnocil or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is they're taking. What do you so, think about I mean, this plan that the, uh, the townspeople have of just keeping the kids drugged? It's... You know, it's a plan. <laughs> it seems to have worked for a while. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm kind of wondering why some of the kids are institutionalized and under these. Well, I mean, drugs, but some of them are. They mention later in the movie. Mark Mark does uh, not Jason Ritter's character, but uh, yeah. his buddy here. He says something about being under a fucking quarantine, and that's really. Mm. That's really how they approach it, and it's an interesting angle. I think it works as well as anything could have. So like the ones like that the ones who got too close, the ones who got too infected, they had to be taken away. And it 
the quarantine did seem to work because that's why Freddy's flipping out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's lost all his power because this has been effective, and it has been effective because they've they've uh, they've quarantined these little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is still beginning to leak out, and you know, as we pick up here, you see that there's still some lingering shit that you know Monica Kina's character doesn't understand about what she saw with Will and why he's gone and how her dad ties into it. And, you know, it probably all would have blown up at some point anyway, even if Freddie hadn't made his way back. But Freddie is the, Freddie is a sickness, mm-hmm. you know, and these kids, you know, it's like they were in the same room as I can't trust it. <laughs> you know, fucking you guys are locked away. We can't wear a mask around you. No, 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 no. <laughs> You know, I like, um, is it Jason Ritter? Yeah. John Ritter's uh, son. Yes. I like him in most stuff. I, I mean, he's almost kind of a blank slate through a lot of this. <laughs> it seems like he's just the guy in yeah. the movie. But Will uh, he, does not have much of a personality. Yeah. And that's but, not uh, any of Jason Ritter's fault. He, Like you said, he's just the guy. Yeah. And, you know... Um, Monica Keena is really just the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's the problem with the, a lot of slasher stuff is that the friends are usually given more personality. Mm-hmm. They're more interesting. But this is just like a showcase for the the two combatants, really. So I, I can easily forget. Yeah. <laughs> you needed to have a story because, you know, as much as people might think you would want an hour and a half of Jason and Freddy fighting, mm-hmm. You know, there's that movie called like four, a crazy samurai 400 versus one or something. And it's literally like 80 minutes of yeah, uh, one guy in one shot fighting wave after wave of stuntmen over <laughs> and over. And it's it's it gets incredibly boring because it's oh. the same fucking thing. So you have to come up with a plot. And I think this one is interesting. I think it comes up with some interesting it allows for some interesting set pieces and tweaks. And like you said, the rave sequence, bro. Hey, they figured out how to do that. I'm down with the story. I like the whole thing where they go later on. We'll see where the, the, they go for the hypnosil or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a couple of cool, really groovy set pieces. The whole thing in the van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this creepy Canadian dude who's all creeping in. Yeah. Now he's ready. Drink your dang, dude. <laughs> yeah, this is uh I you you can't say the movie is never boring. I'm not gonna say this is boring, but it gives you a couple of like brief moments or lulls, you know. Mm-hmm. Any slasher really should. Yeah. It can't be all on all the time. Um and we do get to get a little more character development and understanding of the, you know, the conspiracy with her dad and the, the sheriff here. Sheriff here, yeah. You know, you were saying a minute ago about how, like, you can't have 90 minutes of just the, the combatants fighting it out. And, it would be cool, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's only, yeah, but they do get a pretty good run uh, in, in, at the climax of, of their fight. And it reminds me of, uh, you, you, you mentioned that earlier, just reminded me of like something like Batman versus Superman, where it's uh-huh. like a two and a half hour movie. 
I'm not going to bag on the whole movie or get into that, but like that, that movie's like two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes, something like that. And the Batman Superman fight is like seven minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. of like almost a three hour movie. Whereas this movie is like an hour 35 and you know, it a significant like the last part of that runtime is the act. Like if you're going to call a movie Freddy versus Jason, you got to, you know, you got to deliver. The, yeah. Yeah, and I think this movie delivers that mono a mono. We, I mean, it's what we were there for. Mm. That's why our asses were in the seats, bro. <laughs> we went to the theater to see Freddy versus Jason, and this movie gave us Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, I have said it before, and I'll say it again. I know that tastes are different, and everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I and you guys don't watch movies for me. I don't watch movies for you. We we all love what we love, and it's all for our own love of this shit, and it's all beautiful, and it doesn't always work out. And some people don't like Freddy vs. Jason at all. But I really – I watch this movie, and I just think, how is this not fun for you, man? Yeah. This movie's so much fucking fun Yeah, for someone who grew up watching both of these, and it's it's a little bit of both. And when they do mix them together, it doesn't somehow it doesn't feel like they're they're abrasive against each other. You know what I mean? Like they're grinding against each other, and it doesn't fit. It just kind of it just kind of smoothly goes. Oh, it's Freddy into the Jason world, and Jason into Freddy world. It just kind of flows to me. Yeah, I think the the angle that they used of like Freddy has to use Jason to drum up the terror. Mm-hmm. You know, in the town like that, I think that is a good way of mingling these two franchises together. I think it's a pretty. I think it's tough. clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's smart, and people want to, you know. And we can get into this later when we point out how fucking cool it looks and whatnot. But like the whole, you know, oh, the way oh, that there's Angeline Lily. Yep, just hiding against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Looking hot as shit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she is. Her views are disturbing, mm-hmm. but uh, looking at her is not. Um, I can believe I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> the thing with the fire and the water, and people yeah. are like, that's not canon. Jason was never afraid of water before. Yeah. Jason yeah. doesn't give a shit about water. And it's like, again, if you want to just treat it as multiverse shit, in this one, he does. Who gives a fuck? And the way that they bring that together, where they allow ready to have a little bit of power you know he's or something to fight against an undead zombie like jason (laughs) it just i like the way they did all this you know even all this high school shit you have to have a couple of the high school scenes for a freddy and you have to have bob shea why not thank you bob shea uh you know we missed him but chris more marquette Ah uh, yes, I love Chris Marquette. Uh, popped up there a minute ago, and man, I was—I had a lot of stock in him <laughs> around this time um, because he was so funny in uh, *The Girl Next Door*, which is one of my favorites from around this time. Yeah, and *Just Friends*, where he plays Ryan Reynolds' brother. Yep. Yep. He is. Well, I only saw that once, that once or twice, but yeah. Oh, dude, do that every holidays. It's a Christmas <laughs> movie. It is. It's a Christmas movie. He goes home for Christmas. Um, I have to look at it again. Yeah, do it. It's coming up. Um, but no, Chris Marquette, when you showed up, he was just like a comedy assassin in things. He would show up and just steal scenes left and right. Like if it wasn't nailed down, he ran off with it. And I don't think I've seen him in anything since like the first season of Barry. Oh, I didn't even, I haven't seen Barry, but. 
Yeah, and I hadn't seen him in anything before that in some years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but <laughs> well, he um he needs to come back. Actually, he he popped up in um one of the movies I watched at the Chattanooga Film Festival actually um called Sour Party, which Okay. Uh, it was a small independent movie, but it had a few like Reggie Watts had a, like a cameo in it, and then huh. Chris Marquette was in one scene, and uh, um, Corey Feldman was in a scene. <laughs> so like there were I some. I won't hold that against it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I gotta say Feldman was well used. Um, it was a pretty good movie, but yeah, I was like, oh, there's. I, I didn't remember his name honestly, but I was like, hey, there's that guy, <laughs> uh, and that was the first time I think I'd seen him since Fanboys. Uh, yeah, with probably like 2010 or something like that. Yeah, I think that was, I was trying to figure out what I had seen him in prior to Barry, the last thing, and I think it was Fanboys, yeah. yeah. But I like him. Hopefully he uh, he, he sticks around and, and shows up more stuff. I really need to see Barry. I've always heard great things. <laughs> He's, yeah, it's it's a great show. Uh, we also but, missed the uh, Jake the <laughs> clone uh, in the high uh, school scene. Freeberg. Yeah, yeah. But he'll be back around. Yeah, Tyler Labine's cousin Kyle, I think. Do you know who Tyler uh, Labine is? The great Tyler Labine? Yes, of course. Yeah, I um, that had a kid interaction is brother, with him at a oh. Horror Hound one year when he was super drunk. It was great. Oh, right. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. You can tell that dude parties and gets down. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Kyle Labine. Get high with me. Um. Anyway, uh, Tyler Labine is super cool, and I think his brother Kyle has done a couple other things beyond play Freeberg in this, but <laughs> I just know that it's his brother. And yeah, I think he was. He on looks a, like Jason Mewes. I think he was on a TV show not too long ago because they were that horror hound convention I saw him at. They were both there, um, but I forget why. You know what else he was in. Pretty sure this is the only thing I've actually seen him in. <laughs> it's been a minute. I appreciate your brother's van, dog. <laughs> that van rocks. Want to fucking hit the bong and play some Rush? <laughs> Got the black light already kicking. Look at that shit. So whose van is this? Uh, it's his brother. Uh, Zach Ward, the dead one. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. Right. Who, who we will see shortly. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm never going to be mad at uh, the inclusion of bonus Zach Ward into a movie. You know, <laughs> Is Resident Zach Ward Evil, the kid that was, or the guy that was in a Christmas. Yes, story? yes, he was. Scott Farkas, the kid with the yellow <laughs> eyes, uh, in a Christmas story, and in the recent uh, Legacy sequel, A Christmas Story, Christmas. And he's great. But yeah, he in the early 2000s, he suddenly, he was like on that show Titus, and he was great. Oh, yeah. And Resident Evil Apocalypse, the second one. Mm-hmm. He was uh, the Russian cop. And he was in Postal, I think. I never saw that. But. He was, and I know I never saw it, but I know he was in it. That's the I think one. he did a few uh, Uwe Boll movies. Yeah, that Postal is the one that I do kind of want to see. Yeah. I'm not in any rush, <laughs> but I would watch it. You know, I hear people say, oh, the rape scene were here. Um, and I love the silos in the back, just standing back there like angry dicks. Um, <laughs> it's, I have heard that, that Bull has started making better movies in the last like five to ten years. Like he got yeah. better at the movie making thing. That's what I, I, people have said. 
I'm not saying his movies are like good or even great, <laughs> but like, you know, they're not like the complete pieces of shit they used to be. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great, but I've been burned too many times before. Sure. I'm, the only one I think I've seen is House of the Dead. I saw that. I saw most of Alone in the Dark, I think. I may have finished it. I don't remember. I think I blocked it out of my memory like trauma. <laughs> I wanted to see the one with Christina Locan back when it came I, out. But yeah, I Blood Rain. I saw that too. I'm sure it's terrible. But. It's fucking <laughs> dog shit, dude. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, his movies are not good. And you know me, dude. You know I don't. I am not as discriminating as many. You're not one to shit on something just to do it. No, no. Or because I think it's good. No, no, no. It, his movies are not good. At least they weren't. Like I said, maybe they're better now. I will probably not find out. Because even if they're better, it's like, okay, so now they're just decent. Yeah. You know, I I could watch decent movies and not have to think about <laughs> trauma from my past. <laughs> House of the Dead. God damn it. Yeah, that oof. uh what do you what do you think about Kelly Rowland? I really like her in this. I wonder why she didn't I think she's like this spunky little thing, like you know, the the the, the, the saucy friend. Mm-hmm. I know that's shitty, you know, the sassy black friend, huh? Right. But she's just likable. She's got such a smile and she's just, there's charisma to her, you know? Yeah. I remember thinking like she was kind of raw as far as like, you know, acting ability and stuff. But like, I was surprised that she never did anything else. Like, I think she may have been in other things that I just don't know about. I don't think I, well, I mean, I didn't see anything. I, again, I'm ignorant. She could have been in a lot. Um, I feel she's raw in the sense that I feel she comes off as authentic. She seems like some kid. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I really am not a fan of course of the gay slur later. Oh yeah. (laughs) But I like, I really do like her attitude in that Mm -hmm. scene. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Yeah. I like how she's like giving it to him. Like, come on, fucker. Yeah. You know, I don't know why she hasn't worked out very well for her, but hey, she it never was going to, you know, I I didn't want it to. I just said how awesome I thought she was and likable, but she needed to die. They all need to die, die, except for these two, maybe. And even if they, you know, they got yanked through the door like Nancy's mom at the end of part one, you know, I wouldn't have been mad at it. Oh, don't don't do it, girl. They picked the perfect, like, outfit and look for this the perv rapist that's about to yeah. uh, try and assault uh, Catherine Isabel. I mean, that's why you don't go to places like that, because yeah. you know you're going to fucking find those guys. And, you know, occasionally, you know, your, your dead ex-boyfriend... <laughs> holding this decapitated head. Yeah. X because he was X'd like while you mm. were in the other room. Getting children of the corn vibes. Strong children of the Did corn. Did you watch that yet? <laughs> the new one? The no. new one, yeah. No. I probably will though. I am a, a 
glutton for punishment yeah. where it comes to works of I Kurt mean, Wimmer. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I didn't think it was great, but there it was a really interesting angle to it that I, I do want to hear your thoughts on when you do see it. So maybe it'll come up on an episode later. Uh, I'm sure it will, because I will be trying to watch it. I do really dig how before we realize uh, she's dreaming, there's like a little bit of a subtle color change. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, once she actually gets in this place and you see the red being much more prevalent, we immediately know. We're like, oh, fuck, we don't know where she is, but she's <laughs> she's not awake. And then, of course, we find the rapist fucking moment. Yay for the callback. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, um, yeah, like you said, the callback. Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> You know, he doesn't even need to be the evil rapist fucker. He just needs to be there looking like that, and I'd be rooting for Freddy or Jason to get his ass. But add in this fucking despicable behavior. And, I mean, he does get a nice little yeet, you know? He gets yeeted off into the fucking distance of the cornfield. <laughs> yeah, it's so. like uh, in a Looney Tunes uh, when a puppy gets kicked across the mountains. It's It's pretty fucking great. I will have to note it when it occurs. It's the cat bones being fired across the street in idle hands. <laughs> it's Michael kicking the dog into the sun in the good place. Sorry. <laughs> Here we are. See this whole setting and this whole vibe just mm-hmm. you know, now, we're back we're back in the iconic, you know, boiler room and everything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And maybe it wasn't like you know, red tinted like this exactly in the old ones, but I love that it is here. It has yeah, a distinct. It's the, right. It's the style of the time. Yeah. And I, I want color gels, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want smoke. <laughs> I want it to be, you know, atmospheric and fucking moody and, you know, creepy and shit. Go nuts. You know, have some visual style. That's why I love that they got a Hong Kong guy guy to do this because those dudes are not afraid of getting wild visually. <laughs> what else is Ronnie you done besides Bride of Chucky? Uh, well, I mean, Bride of White Hair is his big Hong Kong one. Um, okay, yeah, I don't think I've, did that. I've heard of that movie. I haven't seen it, but it's it's a trip, dude. <laughs> Um, he's got a handful of Hong Kong classics, and then you know he he came over here and he did stuff. Um. I think the 51st state or formula 51, whatever you want to call it. Mm. I think that's an American movie or it could be a British indie. I'm not sure. I know there's a lot of Brits in it and it's filmed over there. Um, but yeah, when he came to America before this and before Bride of Chucky, he did that crazy Kung Fu kangaroo movie, Warriors of Virtue. Oh yeah. Remember that shit? I never saw it, but yeah, oh. I remember that. Ooh. Sorry, Gib. I really like this twist of like Freddie finally gets and toss it <laughs> like a rainbow. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. that's yeah, And, and Freddie gets denied. Freddie's getting, he's like, you know, now he's got blue balls. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's just he's been waiting so long to get back into the groove and then it's stolen away from him at the last second. <laughs> Don't wander off to smoke <laughs> marijuana and drink Everclear from a fucking pitcher, friends. Oh, man. Have you ever Not drank Everclear? I have. I'm, I, I still go 
my eye my eyes are a little twitchy <laughs> sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I have love this guy's obnoxious. And it's cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that you know they turn around and they see this guy looking like that, and his immediate reaction is to get antagonistic and start mocking <laughs> him like a redneck. Like, okay, that's a bold a bold plan. <laughs> Didn't work out good for your friend. It no. cost him your assholishness. <laughs> I really love the like poke him to just push him over and then the head turn. Yeah. This is just fucking amazing. You have Jason on fire. And not giving shit one that he's yeah. engulfed in flames. No, and it's like, you know, the control burn in the fields uh-huh. where you're dragging it behind you on a pitchfork, except instead of that, the trail of fire is Jason through a cornfield. Ah. <laughs> uh, and the the visual look oh, man, that. it looks badass. The visual of the of the flaming machete coming up is now uh, this is my favorite scene in the movie, I think. I think it's a lot of people's because he walks out and he just starts laying waste to everybody. Yeah. Good shot, bro. I mean, that would definitely harsh your buzz. <laughs> you're just imagine it. You're kicking it with the homies, you know, got tiki torches everywhere so you can see in the middle of the cornfield. And then, you know, full on spread. You know, the misters they have in the uh, grocery stores above the produce and shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but it, it it's. It's gone mad, and it's on, like, everything set to 11, and it's just sprays of viscera. I love it. I love it. Sorry, Gib. She had a good run. Yeah. Attitude. Smoked. Oh. Man. <laughs> I love that Marquette's like, yeah, give me that joint, man. I need fucking, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> for real I you know yes he's clearly supposed to be the Jason Mewes character but I don't mind yeah well I'm curious I, I think he's I'm, fun yeah he's fine I don't have any you know complaints I'm just really curious like did they initially write the script like thinking let's get Jason Mewes in this movie and then they were like oh he's on heroin we can't actually <laughs> in here so let's find somebody that can do an approximation you would almost assume that that's exactly how it went down it's weird because you know even if the script said Jason Mewes type yeah and then they're like you know hey let's reach out to his people and they're like uh this this dude strung the fuck out and there is no working in the immediate future they didn't just go Okay, let's just, you know, rethink the character. They went, nope. well, Jason Mewes is not available. Let's approximate <laughs> Jason Mewes, like you said. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of like if someone had, like, let's have the David Spade character or the, the Chris Farley character or whatever. <laughs> well, they had the David Spade character in Euro Trip. Ah, uh, oh, they did. They did. You're right. But he would later become a badass sniper on Justified. So he did. It, that's kind of a trip. Yeah, I was I like, I, I was like into four seasons of Justified before I realized that's who that was. Oh, I realized it immediately, and I was like, really? He's playing <laughs> sniper Tim, really? And then he was badass, and I was like, okay. 
but I mean, he was pretty clever with his whole hot tub shenanigans, you know, perverted <laughs> though it was. I mean, I had to get credit, but we're, we're, we've, we've gone way deep into the sure, weeds sure. on this one, my friend. Um, but anyone who's listening to this, would you expect any different? Would you want yeah. any different? This is they did. I was gonna say they get they got a nice imposing father figure for uh, the lead uh, chick here. He's like what six four. <laughs> yeah, and he's you know just kind of casually started strangling Jason. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean, we understand he's terrified for his daughter and all that shit, but it's still like, whoa, dude, dude, you're choking him out. Do we really need to do that? I remember being, I don't know why it surprised me or why it hits me the way it does, but it's just like you kind of feel that things are not safe because he seems like a sensible father figure, even though he's behind whatever conspiracy is here. Mm -hmm. To see him kind of lose it, you go, well, shit. (laughs) Things are kind of going out of control. Will, is that his name? Will, the character? Will, yeah. Uh, Has just, you know, told her, you know, hey, he killed your mom. (laughs) And he believes that. This was a, like a really big hit. I am kind of curious why we never got another Freddy versus Jason. I, I think, I I guess the reboot trend came in right after this. So, yeah. They decided they could. And I'm not sure about the rights either. I guess they weren't. They may have only been for one movie. Yeah. I mean, I feel lucky that we got this one again, knowing how tortured the the, the path was to get here, (laughs) you know, and, you know, there's a million that Jason was the leader of a cult kind of, or the, the object of a cult. And then there was one that treated it as a fucking, um, courtroom thing. Yeah. That is wild. I kind of wish it is. Uh, it looks like there are 13 drafts chronicled in this book. Of course. Uh, And I, I assume there were probably, those are just like, I think treatments and scripts that were made. There were probably other, versions that never got that far as well so. yeah, there's probably at least 50 that got yeah completed and looked at yeah i mean it's just ridiculous so to follow up this one they probably had you know 10 competing versions that they were like trying to choose from and then like you said the reboot thing and then is sean cunningham or the rights going to be an issue or i don't know you know <laughs> actually i know one of the ideas they had i think there was one idea to bring in michael myers um, and I think another one that I got traction was Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. I was going to say, wasn't there one with Ash? Yeah, but I know Bruce Campbell Ramey did down. not. Yeah, Ramey wasn't interested in doing it, so it never happened. But they did do. They took the script that was written for that and made a comic book series. Cool. Um, which is pretty cool. And then they, there were two. There was a sequel comic book series as well, which is terrible but the first <laughs> the first comic series that was based on the original script that they made that they, they had for uh freddy versus jason versus ash was actually pretty good send me a link to that if you're ever thinking about it oh show all right because i want to look <laughs> at that no that sounds interesting 
Um, I always dug this scene. I always thought it was kind of fucked up. There's usually a character that you like that you're going to yeah. lose in one of these, and for me, it was Mark. I always like this uh, this character actor. I think his name was Brendan Fletcher or something. Another one of them damn Canadians. <laughs> yeah, he's got a face I recognize. I, I can't name anything off the top of my head that I've seen him in, though, besides this. He just shows up in a lot of random things, you know. Again, like Canadians tend to do. A million of your favorite TV shows. <laughs> That's why, we, know that's why we love them, man. They're kind of everywhere, huh? I was going to say, he and Zach Ward do kind of favor each other, so that's good casting. Yeah. I would believe they're brothers. No, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little bit of a call back to part three. Yeah, yeah. Which is maybe the most, the part three uh, vein shtick, puppet shtick, was probably the grossest thing I've seen in a <laughs> nightmare movie. <laughs> No wakey for you, Marky. It's too late. But yeah, now we're, we're getting into like the the final stretch. Like we're about about ready to kick into Act Three here pretty quick, I think. Because I think I I think we're about halfway through, mm-hmm. and not long after this, we're gonna have our little adventure with the uh, with Weston Hills. Yeah, that's exciting. And then from that point on, the race to Crystal action. and everything there—it's just the whole third act is just it. It goes, man. I, I, oh, I love this movie. No, not my boy. Man, he was just sleeping all nice and peaceful, and you had to crisp up his back. <laughs> had to leave a message for uh, for the others. Yeah. I'll see some CG here. Oh. And I dig it. Yeah, that's pretty yep. solid. That's not like jarring at all. I think that's done well because it's a good it's jarring in the way it should be. You know, yes. you go, oh fuck, you know. Um and that's the impact it needs to have. So I think it works real damn well. And I think that's a good little Freddy moment, you know. Uh, again, kind of like a callback to Tina's shirt tearing open yeah. in her destiny of the person just seeing, you know. <laughs> the blade the blade slices appear out of nowhere this sheriff seems like a real like buzzkill man yeah really bad at his job <laughs> it's not seem like a, a good time at all I'm not sure like why would he even bring in outside <laughs> like why would this guy get hired in the first place yeah like wouldn't it just be homegrown like deputies i don't know you would think they would have to especially if they're going to be like this and not tell them what the fuck is going on but again i mean i guess it it works in the sense that they're trying to paint the portrait of this town as living in fear of that Mm -hmm. sickness coming back at any time again the whole thing is quarantined and they're they're just afraid someone's going to start coughing (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so he's up his own ass all the time, you know, and just it's, I don't know, man. I, I like the atmosphere that you get, the, the sense that the town is going on, but it's still not quite right mm-hmm. because they're living under that oppressive 
the shadow that they're so afraid of that Freddy might come back. Maybe if he didn't have the beanie. <laughs> it's yeah, it's the beanie with the long hair. That's the look. <laughs> So if this if this is you, you're just like leaving town, right? That's pretty much immediately. Yeah, yeah. I guess they. Feel I like can they have got... this. Yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking I can have this powwow like down the road. <laughs> you know, what I mean, get to a motel or something, and then just all gather and have your conversation about what to do from that point. But but don't do it in town. <laughs> do it with miles between you and town. The fuck he is, sir. Another thing that they do well, which I think is important if you're going to do a movie with Freddy in it, the way they do it here where they slip from the regular conversation, the conversation that's actually happening, to the conversation that she's dreaming. Yeah. It just kind of suddenly starts happening and you're like, Oh fuck what? And then, you know, they're insulting her or being yeah, rude, or whatever. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck it's a fucking dream. <laughs> but you have to do it where you just don't, you just don't know what's happening until it's happening. Mm. You know, there's yeah. a turn. Exactly. And see here, they're suddenly talking about birds. And the first time they, they <laughs> I saw this, I'm like, wait, what? And then, you you get okay if it's gone weird like this it's got to be a dream right <laughs> <laughs> linderman's uh you know it still counts even if you pay for it line being quality <laughs> aside you know, a little sad but i mean hey do, do your thing Oh, God. I don't know what it is about Freddy just shoving his tongue at people, but <laughs> to knock that shit off. It's problematic, sir. I think it goes back to the original script. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty gnarly. Oh, and of course it becomes maggots and shit. Yeah, that's. I think that's the first time uh, we see uh, a piece of Freddy, you know, outside of just clothing or whatever. I, which I can't really say because I don't remember the uh, sequels that well. But no, I don't think anyone rips anything off him, like uh, <laughs> you know, biologically, um, his hat and all that shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, man! Every day. I had to take it in the morning and at night. <laughs> oh, cool. It's, it's all right there on the internet. Gotta love the internet. The internet is magic in 2003. 
So you, uh, I think we talked a little bit about this when we did our, our um, episodes last year. You saw this in the theater when it came out in 2003. I fucking um, did. It was <laughs> pretty, rocking. Pretty proud. Dude, I know yeah. it was a, kind of a hit. So yeah. Oh yeah. We went on a Friday night. I I, I want to say it was opening night. I can't say for sure because I feel like if I, I feel like I would know for sure. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. But it was a Friday night, and the house was packed, and it was rocking. <laughs> the kind where you could feel it in your feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the whole place just roaring and rolling and screaming and cheering and laughing and it was just everything you wanted it to be that's another reason why i could never i you know turn on freddy versus jason i could never because (laughs) this gave me that experience in the theater it's the kind that you want for something like this it was perfect it was a roller coaster with a room full of people all having the same you know roller coaster ride yeah man Fuck, man. Yeah, I saw it on, I want to say I saw it on like a Friday or a Saturday afternoon. Um, right on. And it was. Decent uh, amount of people? Not a lot of, I mean, it was like maybe half full theater. Okay. Um, but I went with like a few friends and my brother. So. Um, so a decent. It wasn't like a rocket. It wasn't like a Saturday. It wasn't like a Friday or Saturday night crowd where you're uh, going to be packed out and everything. But. Well, uh. I can attest that that <laughs> specific viewing was red. And yeah, man, this movie's just a ride. That's a good time. Oh, here we go. It's coming. <laughs> you know, I was recently watching um, Resident Evil and. Come on in, friend. <laughs> this is similar to Resident Evil. This is like the kind of CGI that, like, it's bad, but I still have like a nostalgia for it. <laughs> See, I don't. I don't think it's bad. <laughs> I just don't. I think it looks cool. I think it looks like CGI, but that's yeah. because it's CGI. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's just like a cartooniness. There is kind of a, a sheen, like a plastic, a yeah. plasticness to it. I, right. I agree. And there's a lot of it with movies of this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, I, I respect your opinion. Not yeah. Glossy, yeah. which makes it look fake and plastic. I'm not, I'm not making fun of it. I, I no, mean, no, it's, no. it's fine. I, like I said, I, I kind of like it. It's just, <laughs> You know, well, it's, it's okay if you like it less than other kinds. <laughs> I'm just saying, and it's okay if people hate it. I just, I think it looks cool. It's got like a weird wet texture to it, and uh-huh. that might be kind of the glossy thing to it. But it just, it, 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 it just looks disturbing enough to be like, "Fuck you, Freddy. Fuck you." And yeah, that's cool in the gang with me. You can't do that, dude. No, dude. Oh uh, well. <laughs> I mean, this is an interesting uh, kind of power for Freddy. Does he do this in any, any of the other movies where he can like possess people? Not, not just like that. Not where he's like a little being and he goes into like the <laughs> hidden or some shit like that. Um, but I distinctly remember 
Freddie talking in a, you know other people talking in Freddie's voice, you know, and all that shit. Oh well, <laughs> Jason will figure out a way to kill you. Yeah. So I can I can always appreciate this one, and then he just gives it that extra little touch. And you know, Chris, it means so much. <laughs> I always did love how Linderman just kind of started screaming, firing the gun, and just ran off. <laughs> right here. Just sc- I can't blame him. No, that's, that's a completely rational response. Emobitate? Emobitine? I guess you can't just have it say immobilizing juice. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Immobitine. I guess I, I kind of doubt that's the uh, a um, a drug that exists. But you know, I understand that's what it does, right? So therefore, they did their job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it's real or not. I know that you put that in his head; it goes fall down, boom. <laughs> <laughs> is it I, i'm not sure if that's the only bitch we get i bet we get a couple more there's a couple there's a couple you know you always got to love people who think jesse pinkman is the one who invented calling someone a bitch <laughs> it's like no let's do it let's do it <laughs> yeah i do like um sucker Ooh. suck it <laughs> I do like the angle of like, uh, you know, Freddie's got a plan to get Jason into his world. Mm-hmm. Once they start showing down in in the dream world, some people get mad. You know, they're going to be angry at the pinballs and shit. But I don't know, man. <laughs> I party with the PR. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like Freddie bringing you in. It's probably like uh, when when they're planning the this uh, writing these scripts. Like, what is a fight between Freddy and Jason going to look like? And they sort of just do like a WWE style, <laughs> uh, almost like a superhero fight. Yeah, and that's perfectly okay with me. Yeah, I don't really know what the other options would really be. I. I'm about to just sit here and watch a little bit of this.
Yeah, I had a friend that was really annoyed by this uh, water shtick whenever the movie came out. Uh, he's a huge fan of the Friday franchise. I mean, he still liked the movie, but we argued about this a little bit. I think it's a cool angle. He's afraid of water, Chris. I I can see that. (laughs) This whole thing is so fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah, this is... uh, (laughs) I guess for the movie to move along, they have to do this, but... I mean, I mean, it's this is this is weird, but like the um, mouth to mouth is like when it gets uh, overboard. Dude, but. that's awesome, though. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's so gross, and yeah. to just put someone in that position. I mean, no, who wants to fucking go down on Jason that way? Who wants to go down on Jason anyway? No. Yeah. No. This is a nice little touch. Yeah, baby Jason. Little baby Jason. Was it with with his fucking mask on? In his swim trunks. (laughs) Rude. This is, yeah, that that kind of creeps me out. Yeah. I do like the. Ooh, I do like the Camp Crystal Lake stuff, though. It is cool. And that's just not cool. (laughs) (laughs) The Camp Crystal Lake stuff is cool. Freddy going into his brain like that, no. This whole thing, like, you're like, oh, my God, that's what's, that's what Jason's head is like. I think that's awesomely, awesomely depicted. I mean, look at that. It's like some slasher heaven netherworld fucking limbo (laughs) fantasy. You know, it's just this. That's the the, um, the door from Beetlejuice, right? About three minutes. I think I can do it in three minutes. <laughs> all these plans and all these movies. Okay. <laughs> you got to wake me up. Are you? I'm going to wake you up. It's always just so stupid and it never works <laughs> the way they plan it. I mean, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode where yeah. they played off that ad, the great line where Bart's like, you know. Bye, Lisa. I hope you get reincarnated as someone who can stay awake for more than five minutes. <laughs> this is like the brightest and shiniest scene in the movie, I think. 
Yeah. It's the only time there's not like a blue filter or a red filter over something. It looks more like an 80s movie. Yeah. You did kind of set him up for that. Yeah. Nicely disturbing. Thanks, guys. (laughs) This plan is awesome. It's got to work. (laughs) I mean, yeah. uh, Maybe don't put me under until we're actually at the camp. But, I mean, they're running out of tranquilizer. (laughs) They got to do it this way, man. It's so stupid, but they got to do it. And, you know, I mean, again, I don't think it's any more or less stupid than any kind of plan like this in any of these movies. Like you said, they got to figure out a way to get the action to Crystal Lake, so they're doing it. And he gets to get yeeted out of the van, too. That's a cool little shot. Hell no. I appreciate the subtitle, Jason. I don't know know CPR, so. I do, but (laughs) right then and there in that moment, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. Shut up. Yeah, that's just nasty. Imagine. Just try to imagine it. Oh, my God. The closer you get, it probably gets warmer. (laughs) The smell can't be pleasant. Uh, Oh, you know, it smells. (laughs) Wafting up. It's in your mouth now. And then there he is. He's in your face. And then no fuck. <laughs> Woo. Yeet. <laughs> God, I love it. Oh, but now he's pissed. I do love this shot, too. Uh, in the trailer, it was intended like this, but I do kind of like the way it looks in the movie. I full on Demon Freddy. Yeah. Oh my god! I always do appreciate it when they're, you know, when they go balls out at the end. They're like, "We're fighters now!" (laughs) They start tackling Freddie, doing all crazy shit. I love it. You know, they gave her the tranquilizer, right, too, to put her to sleep. Uh-huh. Maybe should have brought a stimulant, too. I don't know. <laughs> like one of them uh, adrenaline needles, like in Pulp <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
But you know, that way we get all this backstory and mm-hmm. yeah, the shit. Oh no! Ah, <laughs> uh, Freddie. So is that Nancy's house? Yeah. That she lives in? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it the same layout and everything? Because I've never. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, same red front door. Hold on. <laughs> Here comes the big boy. <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't have understood it, but you could like reach down and in her ear. Oh, loud! He coming and you know, <laughs> see if that worked. But no. And here we go. A little extra fire. You know, you just have to. Oh, that's painful. You just have to have a, a gas can <laughs> laying around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She tried. Oh, Freddie, you romantic. <laughs> For America. <laughs> exactly. This is post 9-11. We... Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. No. So basically he got stabbed. That's no good. That'll do it. Yep. <laughs> There's another bitch. There we are. Now we get the main event. Clock England out. plays this Freddy so well. Clearly worried all of a sudden. Yeah. You get to see the little bitch in Freddy. <laughs> Suddenly he's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets. I don't know why they took that out of the movie, but I know that was in the trailer in this movie. Oh, really? I don't remember that. You don't? Yeah, Monica Kinda looks up when he comes and she's like, place your bets or some <laughs> shit like that. I think she says, ladies and gentlemen, place your bets. Yes. See, it's not just superhero shit. It's wrestling shit. Yeah. And somehow there's a, there's a huge contingent of horror fans that are also wrestling fans so you know they're just like <laughs> it's, it's it's the cream dream they're losing their shit yeah i'm fine just you know let the lifeblood trickle <laughs> out of me while you run off it is kind of anticlimactic for his character to just kind of bleed out well I, uh you know it's weird i always thought it was sad because i i like yeah. the character you know i was always like oh but, you know, I'm a little bitch, so what are you going to do? <laughs> he gets it kind of better than most of the characters.
Oh, boy. He just can't decide. So is the camp under construction? Oh, well, you know, we're all just friends here and we get to be nice and funny here. And I realized just now that I've had my thing on mute after thinking <laughs> I was going to sneeze. So I muted it about three minutes ago and I've been talking here and yeah, I talked about Kelly Rowland. We talked about the, the, I was talking about the lakefront property mm. and everything. So yeah, sorry guys. Ain't I a stinker? Yeah, I was about to send you a message and be like, did you know you were on mute? <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought I had a sneeze coming on. And the fucked up thing, I didn't even sneeze. <laughs> you just kind of shrug it off. Yeah, I do like the shot of him just walking through with this fucking thing, these missiles coming at him left and right. And you got to appreciate how the one caught him in midair. <laughs> and he's just like, Tch. all right. And we're going on like a good 15 minutes of the Freddy versus Jason action at this point. <laughs> right on. This might be the, at least one of the highlights of the fight. It's to get hailed by all the rails. Them adding in the actual construction stuff, you know, gave them all this shit to play with. And yeah, I think they take advantage of it in a really cool way. Really bloody, you know, dirty way. Jason's blood looks like brownish black and shit. I love it. <laughs> yeah, really the only problem I had at all with any of the fight stuff was a little bit in the dream sequence where Freddy is just like, basically a tele uh, like a telepath or not a telepath but like gene gray where he's just oh um, yeah uh, yeah can his uh, power is yeah yeah this is nice i wish jason would have been able to like hit him a couple of times when he was swinging around like a pinata mm, that would have been cool yeah just like chop out some shit but he gets, he gets some good choppage some good choppage is coming up like literally I, pieces of Freddy be flying off. That's how <laughs> they I both like the touch of uh, 
Jason spitting blood out through his mask there a second ago, too. Yeah. I- yeah, the real world battle is more like, you know, speed versus power, you know, in, in, in a wrestling type scenario. Woo-hoo! And they have Freddy go off. I, you know, you'd never seen yeah. Freddy slash people this way in a Freddy movie. And, Nobody you know, can yeah, normally <laughs> No. And you ain't never seen no one chop Freddy up like this either. No. Spurt. You're my dog. Spurt, spurt, spurt. Hell yeah. Ah. Uh. I mean, you know, they just lined up these little hoses underneath. It's like a sprinkler that's turned on all the way. (laughs) You know what I mean? One of those garden ones that goes across like in a line. (laughs) Except it's not oscillating back and forth. It's just constantly on and it's just spurting blood out of the chest. It's awesome. We get Freddy using the machete, using the machete against him. That's right. Yeah, just chopping the fuck out of him. We really are a violent species. I'm just sitting here watching this like, yeah! <laughs> and this is one of the things like that all of the, the screenwriters probably were like, we've got to have a moment where Freddy gets the machete. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's- uh, through the mask, bitch. Yeah, yeah rip his heart out! <laughs> I'll give her props for that line delivery. Yeah. She's good. I, I like her in it. Ouchie. <laughs> That's not even like a full hand that you put in. <laughs> you missing fingers in that one and shit? Crunch, spurt. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Cinema. Oh, yeah. Pretty solid. Y'all just imagine Al Pacino saying, what a picture in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (laughs) Because what a picture. Look at that shit. Now, ideally, you don't want the two maniacs jumping into the water right behind you. But no. Hopefully it all works out. You know, are we going to have the stinger? ending mm-hmm. or are they going to be saved I appreciate that she has the tramp stamp oh yeah Woo-hoo. gotta love the early 2000s <laughs> I mean you really don't but I mean I, I say that we should
Well, misdirect. I mean, you see the the machete, yeah. but then you're like, oh. steps. You're like, Freddie had it too, though. Oh my god, who is it? Who is it? <laughs> oh, it's that fucking motherfucker in the sweater. Boom. Boom. Like how Jason was just like, it was the last ounce of energy I had left. I'm going back home to the lake. (laughs) Freddie, not often at a loss for words, is struggling. You love to see it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's satisfying as shit. Rejoicing. That's right. They both lost as they needed to. You know, she looks pretty good for all that she's been through. I got to be honest. Well, she did go right from this to try it for a CW show. (laughs) And they have survived. The long night is over. And in you know in that Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, if I remember correctly, it opens with the our favorite horror trope, mm-hmm. where the survivors of this movie are immediately killed in the beginning of that. Uh, of course, here comes our boy. It's Big J. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of the perfect ending. It, it is. I'm really glad. That this is how they, they kind of both get a win. Yeah. Like Jason has his head. He's like victorious. <laughs> but Freddie's like, guess what, bitch? <laughs> I'm just biding my time. I'm good. <laughs> Woohoo. Nice. So we did it. We fucking did it. And now we're, Got new, about- medall- we're new meddling it. Oh yeah, yeah, man. That that flick rocks. I love it. Yeah, I'm a fan. I like it a lot. It's uh, trying to think of where I would rank it among all of the Nightmare and Freddy or Nightmare and Friday movies. Mm. And there's definitely ones in each franchise I like less than this, so it's oh, not at the bottom. No question. Yeah. I, I mean, the only nightmare movies I would probably put above this would be one and three. Um, the Friday movies. I would probably put the remake ahead of this. And. That may be it. Maybe Jason X and maybe part two. 
and maybe the first Kane Hodder movie, which I think is five or six. At six. Okay. Is um, that Zacharias Ward? Really? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. Uh, I've never noticed that before. Right. Um, but yeah, this is. I think it's a great uh, entry into both franchises. I mean, there's there's definitely worse movies in in both. Uh, for and sure. Better. For sure. I think as far as Nightmare for me. I mean, the the first one, the third one, like you said, the first, the third, uh, New Nightmare. And no, I, I like this better than four, I think. I definitely like it better than five and six and two. Um, and as far as Freddy, I mean, uh, Jason goes, I, I think I like this better than the first one. Mm-hmm. I... I like two better. I like four better and six better. I might like, I think I like this better than Jason X. Yeah. And I think I like it better than the remake, but those they're close though. I re- I love Jason X. Yeah. I remember when that came out, there was, you know, it was cool to kind of shit on it, but I love that all the fans of Jason X are loud, proud now. We're like, yeah. fuck you, we love Jason X. We're not yeah, ashamed. I, I, I loved it. And that was the first one I saw in theaters. Maybe, maybe the first one I'd seen from like start to finish. Right on. Um, and I thought, man, it's going to, I thought it was going to be bad. And I thought the idea was dumb, but I just had a blast watching it. And yeah. I've watched it over and over, you know, in the years, it, that movie's, what, 22 years old now? <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I've always liked Jason X, so. Yeah, it's fucking killer. Um, but yes, this one is high up there, man. I, I just think it's a really, it's a really good slasher movie, mm-hmm. and it's a really good supernatural horror movie in the way that, I mean, Freddy is a slasher movie, but those are supernatural slashers. Yeah, it's a different flavor of slasher movie than yeah. a lot of the, like, you know, Halloween and, than the the typical slasher, right? So this is a great mix of those two, and a great mix of the icons, and there's such cool gore and kills and and imagery, and it, yeah, man, this is just the shit. I love it, and I'm so, glad you had the idea to do this. Thank you. This was a blast. Oh, I, I had a great time. The uh, what, what would you say like? You're given the keys. We're going to do a sequel uh, versus Jason. We want to bring in another icon. Who you got? Oh, it's Ash. I think that's the I, easy answer, yeah. But, I mean, I think it seems like the knee-jerk reaction, but I think it's also the best one. Yeah. I just think Ash would be so Seeing much him fun. interact with Freddy. <laughs> yeah, because the whole, to me, part of the whole fun of this was the different flavor that Freddy and Jason each have and then what happens when you put them together Mike is too much like Jason really just the kind of strong silent yeah. slasher type Yeah, that's not enough of a different energy for me yeah. Leatherface you could say would be different enough but I really I want and plus Ash is an icon on like the hero side not the villain mm-hmm. side right and, and that was Leatherface, Leatherface is like too much of a human you know like yeah yeah he's just a guy you're right you're right jason is an undead zombie yeah freddie is you know the dream master killer guy hmm. and you could argue yeah. that 
you know, Michael is the boogeyman or whatever. There's yeah, some but I mean, moments to him too. But. That's very true. But I mean, if you're going between Leatherface, who is just a guy, a fucked up, but a guy, <laughs> or you know, a guy who fights deadites, right? Yeah, go with Ash. Yeah, that's what I think. Ash. You know, um, slightly off topic, but there, there's. Um, I think I don't know. A friend of mine saw this like on the internet somewhere or or, or what, but like uh, the idea of a drag me to hell sequel called drag ash to hell. <laughs> and oh. the idea would be that, uh, Alison Lohman's boy, uh, um, Justin, Long. Justin Long's character, like recruits Ash to save his girlfriend from hell. And so Ash has to like go into hell and bring her back. We use in the Necronomicon or something. And I uh, mean, that would have been a really cool idea. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that. That would have been really, okay. I would be interested <laughs> to at least read a take on that to see what that would have been like. Yeah. yeah fuck it. Try everything. Oh, and you know, off the beaten path. Yes. But, uh, shout out to kill switch engage boys. <laughs> I gave new metal a hard time, but I consider Kill Switch Engage to be metalcore, and I'm not going to hate on that. And anyway, they're a great band. So, Wes, I have no strong feelings one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I will rep the Kill Switch Engage fan base. <laughs> all right, we'll wrap it up here. We got about 20 seconds left. You want to plug anything uh, for social media? Uh, you can just find me on Blue Sky at uh, AJ McCready at B Sky. Dot org or whatever bsky.app yep 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 all right and i'm on twitter and instagram and blue sky just look for at brody man 34 yep. peace yeah, out i'm just saying fuck twitter <laughs> <laughs> all right let me stop this recording